sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and this daily morning show talks about the day that was in the sports world and talks about the upcoming bets for the day. We look at our athlete of the day, what bets we like, and we cap it all off with our competitive hedge lay of the day. Our episode today is also brought to you by Bet99, our sponsor, For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today, use the bets from the show as well, and follow all of our social media accounts to find our fan lays and other plays we like throughout the day. Now we'll do our quick athlete shout out of the day, which has to go out to Jimmy Butler after how he played last night in game one. What a performance with Miami being at home. Uh, we're going to get more into uh, what happened pregame with that one. But when the game started, he was an absolute lightning rod for this group. 41 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. And then he set the tone on the defensive side of things too. He had 4 steals and 3 blocks. A lot of those came in that third quarter when Miami was down and they needed a boost. So shout out to Jimmy Butler. Huge performance in game 1. There's still a long way to go in this series. We're not going to pretend like this series is over after one game, but huge performance by him, superstar level performance for the guy. So let's talk about yesterday's bets. Not our best betting day. Uh, Tampa Bay and Florida, we had the over six and a half yesterday. Felt like Vasilevsky maybe would take his foot off the gas after his great performance against the Leafs. He did not. He made all, he saved all but one shot. So 4-1 to one was the final there, uh, so we missed that one by a couple goals. Colorado and St. Louis, we hit that one by a couple goals. We were on the under 6.5. Huge performance by Bennington, uh, and he showed up in a big way. Wasn't in a win, but 3-2 to two nonetheless, so that one hits. The Lynx and the Sparks, under 162.5. We were wrong on that one. 87-84, to their very high-scoring game. Wasn't expecting that performance from the Lynx. We'll get more into uh, what happened there. And then no Oladipo over 10 and a half. Jota, he had his chances to score in that Liverpool game. Just couldn't put one away. So a tough day for the host. Hedge fans lay a tough day as well. NFL best bets had submitted his pick of Yankees run line. They win the game, but it's just five to four. So unfortunately misses on out on that one by just one run. Sports for Life had Angels Moneyline versus the Rangers. That one looked really good for about seven innings, and then they absolutely collapsed. And so the Rangers won that game, and that one misses. But shout out to Don't Let Me Get Hot. He had Heat minus one and a half, which we cashed yesterday. They cashed fairly easily on that one after that amazing third quarter. And so let's talk about that game with our daily news dump. 
Miami and Boston, the over 204. We said if you were betting that game, that was the one that we liked. And that one delivered, as did Miami, minus one and a half, because Miami wins 118 to 107. The line moved pretty significantly before tip-off. So if you got that line early, shout out to you guys. And even if it moved, you still would have cashed because no Al Horford and no Marcus Smart for game one for Boston. That, those are major losses. But Boston came out firing. Tatum had a great first half, as did guys like Robert Williams. They were up. They looked like they were going to win game one. And then that third quarter happened, and Miami just ramped up the defensive intensity. We talked about Butler, but they got 18 from Hero off the bench. Vincent gave them 17 points. Max Struess gave them 11. Bam played some solid defense and added 10 points as well. So it was an all-at-Miami team effort. They were also missing Kyle Lowry for this game. And then on the Boston side, outside of Williams and Tatum, not a lot of guys showed up. Peyton Pritchard. He gives them some points off the bench, but on 6-16 six of 16 shooting. Jalen Brown was 24-10, and 10, but he was just 7-17 seven of 17 from the field. And Tatum in the second half wasn't the same. Great first half, not a good second half. Finished with seven turnovers in the game. He's going to have to clean that up moving forward. As we said, game one of the series, you definitely can't say, oh, series is over now. We've seen teams get blown out in game one and still come back and win series. So, This is going to be a fun one. We'll see how long Marcus Smart is out. We know Al Horford is likely out for game two as well. So we will be chatting about that one later on in the week as we get ready for that game two. On the NHL side of things, Tampa Bay and Florida game one. Tampa four to one. Vasilevsky was great. 33 saves. The game really boiled down to the goaltenders. Uh, Bobrovsky made 32 saves in this one. But the lone goal for Florida came from Duclair. And then on the Tampa Bay side, they got Perry, they got Belmer, they got Kucherov and Colton all on the scoring sheet. Game two is going to be huge. Florida's at home. They can't afford to lose both heading to Tampa Bay. It's why I like Tampa Bay coming into this series. They're more battle-tested, obviously back-to-back cup champs. Florida got that monkey off their back in the last round, first playoff series win since 1996. But nonetheless, this is going to be a very tough matchup for them. They are rivals. We're also not going to say that this series is over after one game. Florida can easily win. They go and steal one in Tampa Bay as well. So this series is long from over. They need guys like Barkov to step up in a big way moving forward. The other game last night was Colorado and St. Louis. And this one went to overtime. And let's be honest, it probably shouldn't have. But the way that Bennington played is why this one goes a lot longer. Uh, Bennington made 51 saves last night in the loss. Kemper had to make just 23 saves on the other side. So if Bennington continues to play like this and St. Louis gets some offense, then we could be in for a long series here. Colorado got goals from Achushkin and Gerard in regulation. And then shout out to Josh Manson, guy that I know from back in Prince Albert. Uh, he scores the overtime winner in game one. Huge night for him. And then on the St. Louis side, they had O'Reilly and Cairo who scored goals. Let's face it, shots can't be 54 to 25 moving forward. Colorado was also the more physical team. 47 to 39 were the hits in favor of the Avalanche. So they need a lot more out of that offense moving forward if you're going to upset a team like Colorado because they just have so much firepower. MLB lines from yesterday, we'll do our quick run through of those. 
doubleheader for the White Sox and Royals. White Sox took the first game three to nothing. Royals took the second one two to one. Dodgers also a doubleheader. They win both games though seven to six and twelve to three versus the Diamondbacks. Doubleheader as well between the Mets and the Cardinals. Mets took the first game three to one, and then the Cards took the second game four to three. Then you got Reds five to four versus the Guardians. Rays eight to one versus the Tigers. Marlins five to one versus the Nationals. Padres three to nothing over the Phillies. Yankees five to four versus the Orioles. Tough one once again on our betting card. Jays three to nothing versus the Mariners. Braves three to nothing versus the Brewers. Cubs seven to nothing versus the Pirates. Rangers ten to five versus the Angels. Giants ten to seven versus the Rockies. And the A's five to two versus the Twins. When we're talking WNBA last night, pretty loaded slate. Uh, we also missed on that New York Liberty plus eight and a half because we figured, oh, INSQ at home, she's going to show up. She had a bad performance last week. She's going to bounce back in a big way. She finished with just two points. And because of that, the Connecticut Sun win by 27 points. Alyssa Thomas had 12 points and four steals. It was a blowout, though. They didn't need a whole heck of a lot from other people. And so the Connecticut Sun pick up the victory. The Atlanta Dream won 101 to 79 versus Indiana. Cheyenne Parker at a 17 and 5 night for the Dream. And then on the Fever side, Victoria Vivians had 16 and 6. The Mystics beat the Wings 84 to 68. Shakira Austin had 20 points off the bench. And then Elena Deladon poured in 14 as well in the Mystics win. Mabry had 16, 5 and 5 for the Wings in that one. My Vegas Ace is 86 to 74. They continue to roll this time against the Phoenix Mercury. Aja Wilson with another double double, 16 and 10 performance, while Tina Charles had 17 and 9. And then the Minnesota Lynx, 87 to 84 versus the LA Sparks. The Lynx finally showed up for a game and were unfortunately on the wrong side of it on the betting slate. And it's because they had three players score 20 plus points. You don't see that a lot in the WNBA. Kayla McBride had 24, Mariah Jefferson had 20, Sylvia Fowles had 20. So when you're getting that kind of production, it's going to be tough when you bet an under at 162.5. Ogu, Ogwumike, she had 22-8 and eight in the loss as well. So a very tough day for us on the WNBA card. We're still 6-2 and two on the year with WNBA bets. Lost the last couple, so we're looking to get back on track right away. NBA draft lottery was last night. If you're an Orlando Magic fan, you got to be absolutely thrilled to have won the draft. But the real winner here has to be Sacramento, who moved up into the top four. I feel like this draft, once you get past the first six or seven guys, then there's a bit of a drop off. Getting into that top four, though, you know you have you're going to be picking one of Paolo Blanchero, could be Jabari Smith, could be Chet Holmgren, or Jaden Ivey. Maybe you go outside of that. Maybe you like a Shaden Sharp or Benedict Matherin, depends on uh, what they like after these workouts and interviews. But nonetheless, those are the big winners from the draft lottery. OKC and Houston getting top picks as well this year. So all these teams can hopefully find a franchise talent in this very top-heavy draft. And then on the EPL side of things, Liverpool wins 2-1 to versus Southampton. We talked about keep an eye out for whether Van Dyke and Salah are going to be ruled out. They both were. So if you waited and you threw Liverpool into your parlay money line, then you'd be very happy. We post on Twitter that we liked both teams to score in that game. So that one did cash. Nathan Redmond made it one to nothing early in the 13th minute. And then Minimo 
I mean, he scores in the 27th. You cash that both teams to score within the first half hour. And then May tip in the second half. I uh, made it two to one. Jota should have scored early in that second half. Should have been a three to one final, but nonetheless, a winner for Liverpool. It's going to head into the final weekend. We're going to be joined by a guest from Off the Ball Network on Saturday to talk about those games uh, that are nearing uh, the conclusion of the EPL season this weekend. Now, let's talk about big games on the slate. And the first one isn't even necessarily a game. It's a big tournament on the slate. That's the PGA Championship. We're huge into golf over here at Competitive Hedge. And so we're going to talk about uh, the course, what we think, maybe some dark horse guys, and then we're going to give you our f- official future bets for this event. So this this event is being played at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was last played here in 2007 when Tiger Woods won here. And then it's also been a U.S. Open venue last played back in 2001. Retief Goosen won back then. Pretty long course, just shy of 7,400 yards. It's a par 70 course as well. One of the par fives is over 650 yards. So precision is going to be really key here this week. This isn't the U.S. Open where you're going to have crazy long rough, but the conditions are going to be tough. And so heading into the event, the top five favorites, you've got Scotty Scheffler at 11 to 1. He's coming off his Masters win. John Rahm, 12 to 1. Rory, 14 to 1. Justin Thomas, 16 to 1. And Jordan Spieth, 18 to 1. Justin Thomas and Spieth, they both played well last week. Rory's been on a bit of a roll here. And John Rahm as well is a recent major winner. So those are your favorites. When we're talking dark horse guys that we like with a bit more of a juiced odds, Will Zalatoris, 34 to 1. Young kid on tour, could pull off his first major win. Joaquin Neiman, Another great week last week. He's 39 to 1. And then Max Homa and Corey Connors, 30 or 59 to 1 each. Homa is so precise, and Connors always seems to be there when you're in majors. So we like those ones as potential dark horse guys. But let's get into our official bets. So uh, we have got four champions picks. Uh, they're each worth 0.5 units. So whatever, if you're a $10 bet guy, put five bucks on these guys each. So Justin Thomas, 16 to 1. He's a former PGA champ. Really like him in this event. Colin Morikawa, 18 to 1. He's going to be very precise. He's one of the best ball strikers on tour. This is a ball strikers course. And so we like Morikawa. Xander Shoffley, 22 to 1. Huge fan of Shoffley. He played well last week, especially in that final round. So I think he's coming and rolling. And he's looking to pick up that elusive first major. And then Max Homa, 59 to 1. Really like this guy. I think that he drives it straight. He drives it long. And that's going to be crucial here this week. When we're talking top 10 bets, throw Morikawa top 10 as well at plus 190. He just, he shows up in the majors. That's what he's done since he won his first, since he won at the British Open as well. He just shows up. Patrick Cantley at plus 190 as well. Really like Cantley this week. And then Cameron Smith plus 275 to make the top 10 as well. All of those are one-unit plays. When we're talking one-unit plays for the top 20, we got four guys here. John Rahm, minus 140. I really like him to be in the mix on Sunday. Maybe not necessarily win, but just be in the mix. So minus 140 on Rombo. DJ, plus 110. He can, he can reach some of these really long holes. And if, he's, if he gets that putter going, then I really like DJ this week. So plus 110 there. Zalatoris at plus 150. Uh, I think he has a strong finish here, as does Corey Connors at plus 170. These guys, 
Zalatoris hasn't necessarily shown up in majors, but I think if there's one where he's going to, it's going to be the PGA. And then Connors, he's there all the time. And then one and a half unit plays. These are both top 40s. Max Homa at plus 110. Once again, we really like him this week with how this course sets up for him. And then Joaquin Neiman at minus 140 as well. So those are both one and a half unit plays. When we're talking three ball bets for the opening day, our, the first one we like is DJ plus 200. He's in a group with JT, Justin Thomas, and Patrick Cantley. DJ loves to shoot a low number in that opening round. He jumps out to uh, into the top five, if not the lead. And so I think he's going to do that this week once again. Going to fire a low number, and the other guys are going to have to catch him. And then in the other group, Xander Shoffley plus 150 to win his three ball. He's in a group with Matsuyama and Finau. Fina hasn't played great golf as of recent form. Uh, and then Matsuyama, I don't think this course sets up great for him. So Xander at plus 150. And then on the missed cut side of things, we've got three missed cut bets. Uh, one that is going to be a bit of a surprise to some people. But Justin Rose plus 126 to miss the cut. I don't love him heading into this PGA Championship. I think his game is not where it should be. As is with Keegan Bradley at plus 192 really think that he's going to struggle this week. And then our biggest missed cut, Rory McIlroy at plus 480. He either really shows up in majors or he just really doesn't. I think it's going to be a really doesn't kind of week. There's always a big name that misses the cut at these majors. This year, I think it's going to be Rory at the PGA. So plus 480 for Rory to miss the cut. Overall, we've got a ton of units deployed on those. Pick them as you like. Uh, as we said, half unit plays on the winner. As you get closer to top 40s, that's when you can find some more value. But uh, those are the plays that we like. NBA playoffs tonight, we've got Golden State and Dallas. Uh, Dallas coming in as five-point underdogs. The over-under is at 214.5. If you're Dallas, you got to match Golden State shooting-wise, and you need non-Luka and Brunson production. Dinwiddie had 30 in that game seven. So is it going to be him? Is it going to be Finney Smith, Kleber? Who is it going to be that's going to give them that 15, 20-point night that they need in order to have enough firepower to beat Golden State? That's what it's going to boil down to because Golden State has a lot of guys that can produce. And for Golden State, you got to make things difficult for Luka and Brunson especially. Uh, take advantage of your home court while you've got it. Set the tone with a Game 1 victory. We know that Dallas can take 4 of 5 off of a really good team, so you might as well give yourself a great shot by winning Game 1 getting the crowd behind you, and that's what they need moving forward. On the NHL side of things, we've got Carolina and New York tonight. The over-under is at 5.5. Carolina's minus 165, and the over on that was minus 120. We still don't know 100% whether it's going to be Anderson or Ranta. We definitely know it's going to be Shesterkin for the Rangers, barring any health and safety protocols. But this is a, this is one that we're fading today. Uh, it's just tough to know. First of all, Ranta played great at home in the last series, but if they don't go to, with Ranta, do they go with Anderson, who hasn't played in a while due to injury? And will we get a good Shesterkin or the bad one from that Penguin series? And then the game to watch tonight, I think, is that Calgary and Edmonton game. To me, anytime that this series is on, it's going to be must-watch. The Battle of Alberta, you've got Markstrom on the Calgary side, Mike Smith on the Edmonton side. Just going to be a very exciting uh, first round or second round matchup here between the Alberta clubs. 
games where we are leaning, but we're also waiting on for today. That Carolina New York one, as we said, we're thinking of fading it altogether, but we're going to see if Ranta goes, we might sprinkle a little bit, see where the bets lie with the public and where all the money lies. If not, might just enjoy some playoff hockey tonight. We will have to wait and see. And then the Chicago Sky and Seattle Storm. Not sure what the deal is yet with these lines. I want to wait closer to tip off for this one. We tend to wait a little bit on lines just to bet them. Uh, a lot of people love to wait an hour or two before in order to place their bets. But Brianna Stewart's health status also matters for this game. She was in health and safety protocols. If she clears those, she could be playing today, which would be huge for this Seattle group as Sue Bird hasn't looked great out of the gate. So this is going to be one that we're going to wait and see. We might be betting Seattle depending on that uh, situation with Stewart. Now, two player prop lines that we like for the NBA tonight. Draymond Green over seven and a half points at minus 130. I don't think he's blowing past this line by any means. I think he's going to finish with eight or nine points tonight. I really do. Um, and so I like the minus 130 on Draymond. And then Jalen Brunson over 19 and a half at minus 106. He struggled in the first two games of that Phoenix series. I don't think that's going to be the case tonight. I think he comes out and he scores 20 plus in game one. So we really like the Jalen Brunson line. Now we'll cap things off with our competitive lay of the day. Uh, this is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. Only looking to put out winners here. And so let's get right into things. Calgary and Edmonton over six goals tonight at minus 125. Markstrom and Smith played well in their first series, respectively. The thing is, they didn't play great offenses in that first round. I wouldn't consider Dallas or LA the, the biggest firepower team that you're going to see in this postseason. For the most part, they they dominated the shots. And when the goalies were pressed, they, they gave up a few goals. And so whether it's Goudreau or Kachuk on the Calgary side, whether it's McDavid or Dreisaitl on the Oilers side, I see this game being 4-3, maybe 5-3 finish. And so there's going to be a lot of firepower in this series, and it starts tonight with the over 6 at minus 125. Golden State minus 5 versus the Dallas Mavericks. This feels like a game where Golden State, much like Phoenix did, they're going to they're gonna win fairly comfortably, um, but then Dallas is going to make adjustments. Game one in the NBA is a lot of feeling out uh, how teams are going to play, what defensive schemes they're going to roll with. I think Dallas keeps it close for a while, but then Golden State pulls away in the fourth. They win the game by 10 to 12 points. So rolling with Golden State minus five tonight, that line is at minus 110. And then the Milwaukee Brewers money line versus the Atlanta Braves at minus 140. I like how Corbin Burns has pitched. Like the record is one and two. It doesn't look like he's pitched great. But in 57 or 45 and two thirds innings pitched, he's got 57 Ks. So he's been great. They just haven't given him a lot of offense when he's been pitching. Max Fried is four and two for Atlanta with just 41 Ks in 43 innings. So I like the Brewers at home. I do think that they finally give Burns some run support today. And so at minus 140, really like that Brewers play. The odds on that parlay are plus 489. So definitely really like that one. When we're talking the alt lay play, if there's a rain delay or a no play for this Brewers and Braves game, rolling with Mets money line versus the Cardinals. This is a juice line at minus 185. But I love Scherzer on the mound with his 4-1 and record. 
and he's taking on Jordan Hicks, who's got a 4.15 ERA. Really think that the Mets are going to win big in this one versus the Cardinals. Even if you're looking for a different bet here, would take Mets run line as well versus the Cards. But we're going a bit more conservative with the money line. We saw what happened yesterday, taking Yankees run line and seeing them win 5-4 to four for the hedge fans lay. But we appreciate everyone who tunes in every morning to our live show. We're definitely going to post our PGA bets up on our social media accounts as well for you guys to see. Really looking forward to this golf major. And then we've got playoff action tonight as well. So it's going to be a great week of sports. And we appreciate everyone who tunes in every single day. And we will see you guys tomorrow for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.